Okay, so to my understanding, I'm still locked in chains in the same place I've been in for like a year. Ever since ever since I was pulled into this place and I was meant to die that day. But I came back and I believe that when I came back people were shocked. Like I shouldn't have come back. Ever since I've been fighting this battle against whoever for God. What I'm learning though is that things are just being made so much more hard, so much more such so much harder for me than it was would be for other people and a lot of people just drag things out instead of allowing them to happen and allowing good to be done for attention. It's just frustrating me because when it comes down to it, I just feel stretched so thin and I'm just trying to figure out how, how do I, how do I cut out the extra? How do I cut out the extra? Because it feels like a lot of people are saying, oh, you're so stupid and you're going through all of these things because you allow it. But I haven't done anything but try and figure out, well, how am I allowing it? What can I do to change these things? How can I operate differently? And I'm just facing a bunch of, like, unfair, like, biased, double standard type situations. Overall, what it comes down to is always to prove that my character is selfish or unrighteous, unholy, unfair, or that I would do the same thing that they were doing and I wouldn't. And I've come so far and I'm still facing so many different battles, so many of these same battles, and I'm just wondering, like, how much longer... Do I have to fight the same thing and do it the same way and go through the same things? So, I feel like I should never give up on God because that's ultimately the goal in a lot of people's, you know, intentions is to get me to give up on God. Probably because they have or because they don't believe in him or because most of my power comes from God. No, my power comes from God, period. And so if I give up on God, then I've lost the battle. But I'm just... I'm just, you know... I'm at a place where it feels like I'm seeing things in a different light. And, you know, it feels like even part of this is 
trying to show me like you know that these things don't matter they don't have to go this way but I know that that's a lie because a lot of times when I'm not paying attention I'm not looking it's exposed the truth is exposed and only when I know it, only when I stay confident in it, only when I fight for it, is the truth ever exposed. And I've gotten this far. And so much truth has been exposed up to this point. I cannot go back to lying to myself or believing these lies. Still, it's up to me to show up. It's up to me to make it happen. It's up to me to do the work. But it's amazing how so many people around me will really be you know, saying, you're not getting up, you're not doing the work, it's all your fault, when they're the same people who are making it the most difficult for for me to get it done. Like, so many people will say, this all your fault, this happened because of you, if you would have got up and done this, if you would have, you know, if you would have put in the right efforts to make this happen, then this wouldn't be happening and all this other stuff. And it's like, they're the main ones fighting me. They're the main ones making it more difficult. They're the main ones creating extra obstacles that don't have to be there. But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I still am who I am. I'm going to still fight for what I fight for. I'm still going to believe what I believe. And I won't let anyone change that about me. But I do want God to change me. I want God to transform me. I want God to fill in the gaps. I want God to correct what's wrong. I want him to perfect what's imperfect. And I'm just wondering a lot of times, like, maybe it is going to it's going to take for me to complete what he told me to complete, despite all of the extra obstacles that I have, like, family that's all all focused on wrong things all out for the wrong reasons all you know doing it for the wrong reasons all these different extra obstacles that I'm facing people or different just different people different things from all different angles all coming at me at once and will swear that it's fair but they know all the way up until this point, I've had to fight everybody from so many different angles and so many unfair situations. And it is it will never be fair. It never was fair. And it's, it's still not fair. Even if at this point I've become stronger because of it. Still, it's like people show up only when it's convenient for them. And then they make it out to look as if you wouldn't you weren't giving your best. You wouldn't give your all. But ultimately, it does come down to taking responsibility because I can't depend on people to be what I need for them to be. I can't depend on people to be fair. I can't depend on people to be right. I can't depend on people to do things the right way. So it does, I have to take responsibility for the fact that I know I know this is what it is and I just have to do it. That's just what it comes down to. But... I won't give up on God for any reason. I won't give up on God despite what is what it is I'm going through. 
feels like different things are being exposed as a lot of the different things that I believe that I'm doing aren't really what it looks like. But that's a lie. You know, I know that that's a lie because they've been trying to convince me that from the jump. And it's just the longer I keep fighting, the more I keep trusting God, the more I keep fighting in this direction and, and choosing this and knowing this, the more it exposes itself as this is what it is. It's just people work very hard to cover these things up with lies and deception. People work very hard to, you know, disguise these the truth, disguise these things. It is the truth. It, it's not going to change. And I guess right now I just like I'm feeling so. Maybe. I won't even say discouraged because in my heart, I really don't feel discouraged. In my heart, I know who God is deep inside. I love him, but it's like I'm just feeling for it's I'm just feeling like it doesn't it doesn't make sense when he doesn't step in sometimes when these things are this way. You know, but maybe that's the enemy. No, I know that that's the enemy trying to get me to believe that he doesn't and that he wouldn't or that he isn't stepping in. Most of the time, when you want to believe that God isn't stepping in or God isn't helping, that's usually when he is. And the enemy is trying to convince you that he isn't to discourage you and get you to lose faith and trust in God. But this does matter. These things do matter. I do have to be intentional. I have to still choose him like the fact is whether you have faith or not or you trust God or not he's still going to show up for you he will but that doesn't mean that you don't still have to have faith and trust and that's where I'm a lot of times getting quite frustrated because I'm saying now I have so much more faith and so much more trust in God than I had before, but it's still no nothing compared to what I should have and how I should trust him and have faith in him, how much, I fa- how much faith I should have in God all the time. And so I have to get there. But it was also a reminder recently, like a lot of times when you feel like you look a, you look a mess and you're falling apart and you look like you don't have it all together and you look... Like you're losing or you feel like you're losing. You feel like you're not getting anywhere. You feel like you're not making progress and everyone's making you feel that way. A lot of times people are really amazed and surprised at how well you are keeping it together. How much progress you are making and how far ahead you are going, you know. They just don't want to show it and they just don't want to, they don't want you to know it. But I've, I guess I've learned recently some people can be very good at hiding that. Some people can be very good at hiding how much they really do believe in you, how much they really are, you know, intimidated by you, how much they really are, you know, surprised at how far you've made it and how, how far you keep making it. I know for a fact nobody ever expected me to get here, nor did they want that. And they still don't want me to get to the place that I'm headed, nor do they want that either. But I'm going to get there. I can't let these things deter me or stop me or hinder me from my growth. 
have to stay focused. I can't allow people to pull me away from God, you know. The biggest, funniest part about it is how much God has shown up. Everything that he's showing me, all the truth he's revealing. How can I doubt him now? But because of how hard it is and because of all the things that I'm going through, this is why, you know, doubt can't start to creep in. Because it's like, you're showing up and you're showing me how prevalent you are and how awesome you are and how in control you are. Except I still have to fight these battles. Why? That doesn't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't seem fair. But it is what it is, you know. I know deep inside my heart that no one can, you know, unseat me from a position God has placed me in. I know deep inside my heart no one can take any power away from me that God has given me. I know deep inside my heart no one can change a decision that God has made. But I still, this stuff still matters. It still matters. That's where I'm kind of like torn. Because it's like, if I know it, why does it matter? If I know it, what difference is it making? But it does make a difference. So, God is intentional about everything, and also he's been revealing to me lately how much I inspire people, how much I'm inspiring people by my fight and choosing to go on and choosing him despite everything that I go through and remaining true to myself and not, you know, submitting to Satan, not falling over, you know, not being afraid of him. But fearing God instead, I'm inspiring so many people in that way. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to make it harder on me. That doesn't mean that they're not going to, you know, come up against me. That doesn't mean that they're not going to do everything in their power to stop or hinder or delay the progress that God is attempting to make in me. Not that they can, though. That's another reminder that I got, I believe, either earlier today or yesterday. It was like, I remember when I was in Mexico. And God showed me, he said to me, he showed me, he said, you know, regardless of whatever everyone is doing around you, the progress that you're making is the progress that you are intended to make. It's all up to you. It's all up to your dedication to it is up to the work that you're putting in and what you're fighting towards. No one can really stop that. And he showed me that everything that they were saying and doing and trying to make it seem as if they were actually preventing or stopping something from happening, what it came down to was exactly what I was, like where I felt I was, what I felt I was doing and how much work I felt I was putting in compared to what I knew I had to do and the work that I knew had to be done and what I was working towards, it was where it was supposed to be with or without their help, with or without their input. So oftentimes I'm reminded of that and I take confidence in that because I look back and I say, 
despite everything that they're doing, I know that it's still up to me, but still that sometimes can be intimidating only because I know that, okay, so when it comes down to it, they're not affecting my work, but am I affecting it? So I have to consider a lot of times the work that needs to be done and where I'm at mentally with that. Also, I was reminded earlier, throughout this recent battle, it's been this recent battle has been different. It's like I'm fighting, you know, different individuals who've shown up now and I haven't been up for a while. So, you know, I've been kind of like feeling backslidden. I've been feeling backslidden for a while and I've been wondering and contemplating like, is this, is I'm, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right track? Should I be, you know, going as hard as I once was? Should I be there? Should I be doing that? Is this God's plan? You know, do I still have to get up? When will I get up? Am I going to be able to? And I just know that, like, there's so many different Things, forces, people, whatever around me that are waiting for an opportunity to sneak in and kind of like snatch me off my pivot and, you know, kind of like pull me all the way out of this fight. And for so long, it feels like God's been warning me, like, you have to get up, you have to get up, you have to get up. And I'm wondering if this is what's happening right now. But I know that I have everything inside of me that I need in order to win this battle. God would never send me unprepared. And I'm reminded that in the morning when I wake up, the first thing that I say is thank you, God, for another day. And he's right there. I'm in his presence and he's right there. And... Lately, there's been people around me who have trying to who have been trying to convince me that God is not who He is, or that they can somehow, you know, change God's decision, that they can somehow win this battle or beat God, you know, by beating me or whatever it is, whatever intention that they have, and. When I woke up in the morning, when I, as soon as I opened my eyes, whoever was there, they were scared, so silly. But what it looked like was that I was the scared one, but I knew I wasn't. And I know I still know that I'm not the scared one. I still know in my heart what's really going on, but I know that they're trying their best to attack these different things. But I think that the harder I fight for trying to keep them from attacking it, is the more that they feel that they have a chance. 
So I don't really want to encourage that or enable that. But also at the same time, it really doesn't matter because there was at a point in time where I didn't know who I was. Not I knew who I was. I always knew who I was in God, but I didn't know a lot of this stuff. And I didn't know that I was such a threat. I didn't know that these things were happening and they knew. So it doesn't matter if I don't know. It doesn't matter if I'm not aware. It doesn't matter if I'm believing that. I'm not even a threat or that I'm not sent by God or that these things aren't really happening or that I can't do it. God knows I will. And that's already established. So do this, do these things really matter is the big thing. What's been running my heart. What's been running through my heart and through my mind lately is that people will say stay up just stay up and when you're up you're fighting when you're up they're you know scared and I can hear sometimes a conversation but I don't want to stay up because I'm like when I'm up all they ever do is attack me in so many unfair ways and it's just like doing everything they can to deteriorate my faith and I'm just like what's the point of being up you know but I know that that's not really me I know that I'm fighting different demons different things placed on me to hinder my progress because you know they're afraid of what happens at the end of this you know fight but I think that you know I was hearing like stay up you gotta stay up and it was like stay up you don't have to do anything but it was like no stay up because they know when you're up you're fighting and they're afraid for you to be up because then they know that you'll be fighting and maybe if I was up this process wouldn't be dragged out as as much as it is or progress would be being made more but that also negates what God has already shown me that regardless of what they do or anything, you know, it's never going to stop the progress that is being made. So I'm exactly where I need to be right now. I've gotten that reminder a few times and it seems like everything that's going on around me is just an, you know, attempt to somehow deter me from God. I think I heard just recently, like I said to someone, rapture soon, rapture soon. And so it's more confirmation that I don't need to lose sight in that. And I feel that they've been working very hard in the recent, in the last few days to get me to forget about the fact that, you know, there's a position that God is preparing me for and that we're going to be rapture soon. This prophecy has to be fulfilled and Oftentimes, I sometimes get upset when I think, now God will place all this responsibility on me and then allow all these unfair, you know, obstacles and hindrances to keep me from the progress. And he wouldn't. I have to trust that. I have to know that he wouldn't. I know that he wouldn't. 
still it feels unfair because sometimes I can feel so alone. Sometimes I feel like the very people he sent to support me are against me. Like nobody wants this for me. And I don't want to slip back into a mindset where I'm allowing that to affect me anymore. Because I know when it comes down to it, I've been shown, it's been exposed on so many different levels. Like nothing that they're doing is actually stopping or hindering anything. They're not changing these things. They're not really hurting the outcome of this situation. They're just hurting me or trying to or attempting to torture me in the process, at least in my flesh. So doing my best to remain confident in the fact that I am who I am in God and have always been no matter who I appear to be in my flesh-like self. I was full of sin and filthy And I still was a perfect demon hunter spiritually. I was very sleep in a way, unaware of all these different things that were going on spiritually. And yet still in my spirit, I was a warrior for Christ. They found me. Well, I don't know if they found me, but God sent me here and... They knew about me before I showed. They know who I am. As much as they try and make it seem as if I don't matter or I'm not making a difference here. They can't do this fight, this battle without me. They can't do it without me. But also wanting to remain humble operate in a spirit of humility and understand that God can raise up anybody. So that doesn't mean that I don't have to show up. That doesn't mean that I don't have to still be intentional about my progress and becoming what he showed me I will one day be. But I, I shouldn't be so worried about the how. But that's another thing. Satan is such a liar. He wants you to believe that you're worrying, but God already showed me years ago he took worry away from me. He wants me to believe that I regret my decisions, but God already showed me years ago that he took regret away from me. He wants wants me to believe that I'm operating in unforgiveness, but God already showed me years ago that he gave me the spirit and the gift of forgiveness. So none of these things are true, and I'm just battling unbelief and maybe fear at this point, but not fear of, not fear inside of myself of anything or anybody but just that's what makes me wonder like who really is it that's fearful who really is it that is afraid because I only fear God and God already showed me that too but still all these things were necessary in order to get me here so I still can't disregard the work that needs to be done I just realized I'm battling so many different things always knew I was fighting cowards and I don't want to start calling out names but I always knew I was fighting cowards but it's a whole different story when you know it's just unfair and unfair fighting and they don't want to fight you heads up they don't want to fight you the right way they want to manipulate 
lie, deceive, cheat, steal, and benefit from, you know, just the worst kind of things. Like, I have so much love for my family. I have so much love for people. I have so much love for children. I have so much love for righteousness and good. Oftentimes, they would just manipulate me in that way. And as something's being exposed, it's like, it feels as if they're convincing me, oh, this is the right thing to do. If you're really good, you do this. If you're really good, you'll do that. And I don't need God for the guidance, and I have him. But, you know, just using the people I love, using children, using good in order to, you know, try and sneak in or try and find a way to deter me from God. I know that they are probably celebrating these things, but it doesn't matter. Often, Overall, it really wouldn't matter. It doesn't matter because when it comes down to it, you know, I know that God is going to handle it. God is in control. God has a plan for all of it. He said, don't worry about the how for a reason, because I would never be able to think or imagine what he is up to. I won't be able to guess. I won't be able to figure it out. So I can't worry about the how, because he's going to make that how happen. And he's been doing that. So I think that I can focus on the promises he's made, like how the spirit of wisdom and discernment is going to benefit me later. Now, actually, how hard, you know, the spirit of wisdom and discernment is fighting and being exercised in these moments. And also him promising me that it's going to be so much more than I can think or imagine. So much bigger than the biggest thing I could ever think or imagine is bigger than that. So the only thing that I can think that that could possibly be is the rapture. Because I couldn't even imagine what a world would be like without Satan and bad and what a world would be like, you know, with a new heaven and a new earth. How great that would be. So I'm I'm thinking rapture. It's really pointing towards rapture in so many different angles, but it just saddens me. It saddens me deeply because, you know, I see all the different individuals who are not necessarily interested in being raptured and you know, it's sad. I don't want to. I don't want to have to let go or say goodbye to certain people, but I will have to. And that's something I have to con- continuously consider every day. But here I am fighting these same battles, but in a different way with a different plan. And I can't, I feel that I can't do things the same way anymore. Like I've been doing things this way for way too long. 
But I feel that I was almost forced into doing things this way because I fought and I'm fighting so hard. And, like, you know, people worked overtime to manipulate me into doing things a certain way. So maybe it's time to switch it up. And I was I was telling myself, stay ready for when an opportunity comes for you to fight for God in a different way. Don't be so attached to any way that you have to do things, you know, because it doesn't feel like, you know, a lot of these things are right. But I've been doing my best to fight my way out of these and fight my way back to a place where I'm figuring things out and finding new ways to do things and trying to find the right way, the best way, God's way, and doing these things despite all the different obstacles I face. So I have confidence in God. He's given me the spirit of wisdom and discernment so I know that I'm very wise, very, very wise. You know, I'm starting, things are being exposed. Like, you know, how a big part or portion of My fight is coming from not wanting to have to address, you know, unbelievers who laugh and who are just wicked and who are just, you know, they don't believe in God. They don't believe in this and they are... creating sort of a barrier between things that I could see or I could be accessing with their behavior. Like, so many different times I've seen them, like, laugh at me and be like, you don't have any power, you can't do anything, you don't really have any control, you're not actually accomplishing anything. You know, they try and give me a lot so that I can become attached to it and then snatch it away in hopes that I will somehow, in a panic, choose Satan. But I can't choose Satan. I trust God. So it's just like, it's just no avoiding the suffering. There's no way to avoid it. And then it's like, it feels like I'm being used for like all the wrong things. I've been told that for a while. Like, you don't know what they're using you for. You don't know what's going on, this stuff is real, this stuff is really happening, it's like, no, it's not real, it's not, it's not real, that's been exposed, none of this is real, you know, I've brought this up a few times, but when I was fighting Satan for a whole year, he tried to convince me God wasn't real, Jesus wasn't with me, and that I had no power. And then on the day where I had to show up and fight him, finally true colors were shown. And it was just amazing to me to see that behavior of Satan match up correctly, like perfectly with the way God described he is. It's like when you're being lied to and you're being deceived on so many different levels and these things seem so clever it's just so amazing to see that it boils down to that same attitude that seems very foolish, very foolish. Like, yes, you, you bow down to me. Finally, I have you on your knees. You, you know, 
I never thought I'd see your power bow down to me. And it's like, I could have sworn you were sure you had me believing that I had no power, you know, and that these things do matter when I've said the whole time that they don't. And so I know that they do. I know that they do, but I still have to go through this and I still have to face this on so many different levels. So because there's different individuals who are willing to go hard for these different things because of the things that they are offered or the access that they're able to have to certain things, things they don't want to let go, things they want to be involved in or participate in or have, you know, a say in, control over, whatever. I still have to go through this, you know. But still, the question still remains, like, it does matter. But what matters, you know, what does matter? Because I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and they said it didn't matter. I prayed and they said that none of the gospel music mattered. It wasn't changing or making a difference. I wasn't going to make it out. God wasn't going to save me. I wasn't operating on a level that was, you know, powerful enough for them to ever fear me or ever feel like I would ever win or any, all these different things. And when it came down to it, you know, I did have to show up in a way I never shown up before, you know, does it matter? Because why would I have to? show up in that way if it doesn't, you know, but also at the same time understanding that it's not about our goodness, it's about God's goodness, so I think that I'm starting to figure out that oftentimes it's not about what you've done or what you're willing to do, or it's not what it's about what you're willing to do, it's not about how you've done it, it's not about how you get it done, it's about the fact that you're willing to do it, it's about being willing, it's about having that spirit that faith, that confidence in God, you know. I think about how I had to pray on my knees for hours and, you know, access a strength that I'd never known I had. And I think about, you know, if that really even matters in the process, how much it has mattered or hasn't mattered. And I think that ultimately what what it came down to was just what it meant to me the trust and the faith that I acquired in the process like my body the physical pain that I was going through and all these different you know torturous acts wasn't what it was about to God it was about the fact that I gained faith and trust in him in the process the fact that it broke strongholds off of my mind and my perspective and my thinking when it comes to what God is capable of. It's never about if you are physically capable. It's about spiritually. It's about the faith. Like in the process, I was like, God really want me to have bleeding knees and, you know, a dry throat and tears. Like it matters and my tears are you know, rushing down my face, it matters that my arms are tired from being held up for hours. God will really want this, you know, this matters to God. And it wasn't even about that. It was just about the fact that 
you know, in the process of that, I showed God, I demonstrated, which he wanted to see, you know, that I would do something I'd never done before to prove how much I believe in love and trust in him. So none of this really matters. None of the physical pain or the fleshly things really matter. They do, but they don't. You have to operate in a spirit of obedience, of course. But it's about the effort. It's about the mindset that you have. It's about trusting him. It's about having faith in him. Ultimately, you know... Yeah, you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to do it. But regardless, you know, the trust and the faith and what God can do is what matters. So I've been thinking about this and I'm just like, that day, what happened was, you know, I stopped rebelling against God in a way. Because in a way, when you don't want to get up and you don't want to pray and you don't want to do certain things, you're almost proving to God, you know, what you won't do for him, lengths you won't go to, what you're not willing to submit over to him. So in the process of that, I just submitted over so much. I submitted over so much, I said that, I trust you, God, you know, even if I look stupid, even if, you know, I'm in pain, even if ultimately, you know, it looks like this, none of this matter, I'm still willing to go through all of this for you. And I realized, like, in life, a lot of times we're willing to go through so much for so many other things like sin, but I'd never be willing to go through that much as I went through that day for anything else in this world but God. And so that's what it was about. It was about, you know, proving that to God. It was about, not that I had to because he knows me, but it was just about demonstrating that. It was about waking me up. Because now I have access to a side of me I never known. I never know. So in the midst of these battles and these struggles, I do see there's different reasons why people do things that they do. But, you know, and there's so many different ideas of what needs to be done and how they need to be done. And I'm still going to have to pay attention to these things because when it came down to it, not that people's opinions changed or made it matter, you know, putting in the effort did matter so I'm still gonna have to put in the effort but ultimately you know I just have to focus on the fact that God does not want to see me in pain because that's something that's probably I've been battling a stronghold that needs to come off of me because I'm like thinking possibly like like you know is God sitting somewhere enjoying my my suffering and enjoying my struggle enjoying the torture of me and it's not that it's about him getting my mindset my spirit to a place where I'm conquering my flesh you know and accessing a trust and a faith in him I've never had so 
I'm seeing this. I'll fight so hard for people who don't even want to be fought for. And oftentimes I'm questioning, like, why would God still place me in this situation or allow me around these different individuals who want me to fight for them and they don't want to be fought for when there's so many people who need someone like me to fight for them. And it's just going to have to be worked out. I'm just going to have to figure it out. Because I don't want to continue in this manner. I don't think that it's moving God. But also, the way that I was doing things before, I got to a place where I'm like, now who could ever bear this? Who could ever bear this? And this is definitely not something I believe that God would want for me. So I'm still at a place where I'm like, I don't know if that's the right way to do things. And if they're so capable of deception and they're probably deceiving me into believing that this is necessary when it isn't. But also realizing the heights that I reached in the process of it because just the effort and the willingness and the trust and the faith in God that I was gaining is what God was paying attention to. That's what was moving God. So, you know, the Bible says that laziness results in forced labor. And so maybe I've been lazy and I'm being forced to show up in a different way. And that's something that God wants to see. He wants me me to break this demonic stronghold off of me that is, you know, recreating laziness and idleness in my life and in my family's lives. But, you know, I think that I even got to a place where it feels like I'm somehow considering that if they're paying attention, when they're paying attention, and when they are you know, so riled up about the things that I'm doing is the only time that I'm actually making a difference or doing something or that I'm not still who God has intended for me to be if they're not paying attention. But in reality, that's something that they have been planning to do from the jump. They have been planning to somehow convince me that because you have all this attention, that's what makes you who you are. No, like I've been this person my whole life and you guys haven't been here this way my whole life. So I can't let them, you know, switch that out. You know, I can't let them switch out attention for actual, you know, usefulness. It's not true. It doesn't it doesn't validate anything. And oftentimes I'm even catching them trying to push a narrative that they actually made me who I am, that they are the reason that, like, they somehow made me a demon hunter, as if that power was in place into me before the stars was in the sky, as if my destiny wasn't predestined before the stars in the sky, like the Bible says, as if God didn't place his power in me when I was born, as if I haven't been a demon hunter my whole life, and he sent me here on this assignment. This is not my first, these are not the first battles I've fought. And with or without their attention or notice or acknowledgement of who I was and what I was doing, I was still this person. That's something I'm going to have to never forget. And I don't think that I ever could. But, you know, I'm just in a place right now where 
as I said, they want me to believe that if they forget, then I forget. If they're not here, then I'm not who I am. If they're not paying attention, then it's not real. If they're not, you know, if they don't have anything to do with it, then somehow it's still not happening. And oftentimes throughout this fight, I wanted them to believe that. I was like, for so long, I was like, I want them to believe that if they go, it goes with them. Because then they'll leave me alone and I can go back to doing what I was doing in peace when I believe nobody was watching but God. You know, I can go back to being who I am without all the extra attention and negativity and hatred and jealousy and extra efforts to torture and deter me from God all the time. Like, if you believe that when you go is going with you, then go. Because I'll still be here. I'll still be who I am. You will not have taken anything away from me that God has given me. And... I've even, I've picked up on this really early on, which is another testament to the fact that sometimes it takes trusting, no, it always takes trusting God and believing what he said and sticking it out and fighting hard for what you know and not giving up on what you believe and what you know in God in order to find out the truth because sometimes the truth is just buried so deep but so deep beneath the surface but at one point I remember one day it was like it was all this attention on me and I was just like you know what is I was like why why are you here there's so many other people who want this attention from you why won't you just leave me alone and the individual was just like I I didn't want to believe that they were so negative or that they were so wicked, but they are. And I was just like, and what if I became the type of person that just wanted this attention? I guess that's what I'll just have to do. What I'll have to do is I'll just have to get used to this attention and I'll just have to start loving it and I'll just have to start embracing it. And I'll just have to be like the kind of person that's like, you know, needing this attention I guess and this individual said to me and that would be the day that you don't have it and I was just like I knew it like God is always right you just expose your character as the type of individual that wants to get me attached to this kind of attention just so you can snatch it away and somehow create a miserable bitter person for the rest of my life you don't you're not here to help you don't really want what's best for me you don't care for me you don't, you're not kind, you're not good, you're wicked. You just are, you see happiness, joy, and peace in my life from Jesus. And you want to destroy that in someone. You're not here for the reason that you say you're here. This person showed up and said, oh, you know, I'm here because you probably wouldn't expect someone like me to want you. But I'm, you know. I'm just drawn to you, and I do want you. Like, I believe that, you know? But I'm also noticing that there's different, you know, situations. There's this one, and it feels like a lot of the different things that I'm going through. When I take that to someone else's situation, they're like, 
Now, that's really stupid. That's really dumb. And then I already mentioned someone saying that, like, it's a a naive mindset that's allowing this to happen. So it's like growth that needs to happen inside of myself where I wouldn't even, this stuff couldn't even, you know, get past me. But I never really considered that because I said God is protecting me. You know, God is showing me the way to go. Whatever I don't know, he's filling in the gap. So it can't be that. It can't be the fact that I can't handle myself. But also at the same time, understanding that I'm young. I still do have to grow and it's the process of it. So I've learned so much and I'm growing so much in this process. But I just, I don't know. You know. I don't want to lose sight of all that God has shown me and the truth and everything. And if it's really going to be a rapture soon and this is my assignment and the assignment is to revise the people because of, I believe, the rapture, then I can't go. I can't just leave this behind. I can't just give up. But, you know, maybe certain things are true like I should let go of certain people I should go I should leave certain things behind because they're not you know healthy for me and they're not going to matter later these things aren't going to matter like this stuff is not meant to last forever these things aren't meant to last forever but every day is a new day and it feels like every day different things are exposed that, you know, people aren't aren't really, people are temporary. These things are temporary. These things are permanent. I can't allow permanent changes to be made in my life for these temporary situations and, and circumstances. But also understanding that, you know, God, God is, you know, creating permanent connections through this process and this experience I am a vessel and I'm guiding people to him if he sent me here to revise the people that's because he believes in my ability to do so he trusts that he placed enough power so that I can do that so that means that these people not only need revision but they are capable of being revised and so I'm experiencing that But, you know, I'm just experiencing so many different understandings of different personalities and people and the different levels that people are going to, to manipulate masses, not just me. And it's amazing how you can be one person, not even super special. You're not too much, too much more special than each and every single last individual that's out here. But someone will want you to feel as if you are so that they can manipulate you to make you feel like you're better or that you're not just like someone else or that the same thing can happen to you that can happen to someone else or that you can't help someone like you that you may not have a lot of things in common with. No one's really special, but we are all special to God at the same time. So I know a lot of people think this type of stuff is a joke or it's funny, but they still... You know, God is just exposing that, you know, deep inside, this is people's true feelings. And you just have to be willing to 
be honest with yourself, you know. And I'm noticing lately, like, God had already exposed to me. It's just a lot of people who are hard-hearted and a lot of people who are putting on a show and not able to be true and honest with themselves. And he had already broken me out of that, broken me out of lying to myself and being honest about who I am and just accepting what I am so that it can be changed and it can be worked on and I can move forward. And I was doing that. And I still am. And I like it's just this is a big attempt to slip me back into that so that they can easily I can be more easily controlled. It's just it just can't go that way. But I realized that when I stand in who I am and who I know myself to be, I don't feel that you know, I can't reach a lot of people who I feel need to be reached like Jesus left the 99 for a one and so when I'm standing in who I am and I'm being who I'm meant to be I can trust God that people are going to everyone who needs to be there is going to be there but I think that he chose me for this battle because I'm going to risk things to go and find people to go and help people to go and try and make a difference to people's lives but that also can be what is affecting and hindering my progress right now. So I'm going to remain focused and, and trust in God despite what I'm going through. Even though, as I said, it's oftentimes very difficult. Very difficult because of the different personalities I have around me, the different people. But I don't want to point the finger. I have to take responsibility regardless so I'll see what else I'll learn in this progress in this process and then I'll just wait patiently for that moment when God steps in and you know sets the record straight like he always does because it can get easy to forget that he's still there watching and still there prevalent and everything after a while and then he shows up and validates you know that so you can't forget who God is you can't allow yourself to be pulled back into old habits or pulled back into things that you know if God showed up tomorrow you have to deal with the consequences of and you have forgotten all that you learned and all that you are supposed to be in them so I'm just trying to remain focused on that and trying to make sure that if he show up tomorrow or the next second or the next hour, like, I'm still who I'm supposed to be. I'm still fighting very hard to make progress and be a better me, regardless. Okay, so today I woke up from a vision. It was interesting. I was I was at this camp or something, and it was so many people. It was, like, flooded with people. And... All I know is at this camp, it was like a end times type thing. And there was like zombies. Zombies just start flooding into like this little gazebo that we were in. And then we had to like shoot them. 
and it was like so fun. It really was so fun. It was like a paintball type thing, but it was a we had real guns and like it was just fun though. It was fun. So then we start moving. We just kept moving and going like different places and stuff. And as we were moving forward, all I know is like I just kept, you know, at first I didn't feel like I was really controlling anything or anybody was following behind me, but then I felt like, you know, they was going where I was going, but kind of spread out too. But all I know was like, I moved over to this like boat type place. It was water all around and we just kept moving through because I'm like, the zombies going to get us. The zombies are going to get us. They're, they're on their way and stuff like that. Then we was in the water and we was all crowded in and it was cool. But I'm like, wait, this is cool. We can stay like this. But the only thing is like, if zombies come and it's going to be hard for us to get out, we should get somewhere where if zombies come, we can spread out. Like at this point, it's going to be a, we're going to be crowded, so crowded in, and we're going to run into each other if we're trying to get away from the zombie. So then I had this shotgun, and I was, like, shooting the shotgun and stuff. Then I went to, like, this little wooden place. And when I was at this wooden part, what happened was I saw these guys from middle school that I used to go to school with. And it was like this feeling like they didn't used to like you. They didn't used to rock with you. They wasn't really for you at first. But now, you know, they think you're beautiful and look look what you've grown to be. And I was like, you know, it's not really their fault. Like, they're supposed to know that I liked them or something. Not that I even really did. It's like maybe I had a little crush or thought they was cute or Wanted them to notice me for a second, but I it's, it was not that serious for me. And I don't want nobody to feel that way. I don't want nobody to feel like, oh, I feel so bad for not noticing you. I notice you now. You know, I know that feeling can feel good for some people. But it's like, for me, it's like, no, it's okay. <laughs> you know, but maybe deep inside somewhere, I did always want to have that reaction later. Like, look, look now, look how you're noticing me now but I just didn't really feel that way I feel like you know I feel like it was kind of weird that that was a focal point and every time that happens I kind of feel awkward and I want to like make I want to like comfort people and make them feel better about that type of stuff so I was there and then it was like LeBron James was there too and he was kind of just like you know guiding the crowd a little and then we were like following behind him for a second then when I was on like the little wooden part and uh, it's like you're beautiful now and all this other stuff 
It's like I walk right up to him and I'm like, wait, why am I walking right up to him? Because, you know, it was conversation, but it was like, I didn't really want to talk about that because I just felt like, not that they were lying or anything, because it was like they were supporting me, but it was just like, I just didn't see it that way. I just didn't feel that way for real. And I was like, nah, this this got to be deeper than what it looked like. This is like surface stuff. This is like basic stuff. This is, is way deeper than this. And this, not that. All I know was... He was kind of like the, he felt like the camp chaperone or something like that. Like, he was chaperoning camp or something. Because I felt like I was so young. But then we went inside this, like, gift store. And inside of this gift store, it was, like, toilets everywhere. And I was like, okay, so we're taking a bathroom break. You know, I usually just like to go to the gift store and see what they got, even though they don't usually have things that I would want to buy because it's overpriced. But I went in the gift store, and as soon as I get in the gift store, I see they have toilets, and it's out and open. All the toilets is out and open. Everybody just have to use the bathroom together. And I was like, boys and girls, kids and adults. Okay, that's really weird, but I guess it's a cool vibe, you know, and so I had to use the bathroom because I was like, I'm not about to use the bathroom like that. But then I had to use the bathroom. And I was like, I didn't want to have to use the bathroom like that. But I'm like, whatever. It's cool. Nobody has to trip. So I went and I used the bathroom. When I used the bathroom, I was sitting next to this lady. And it was like wet wipes right there. And it was like a whole little toiletry set and everything right next to the toilet. I was like, that's so nice. But it's like, it's, open. it's out in the open. And I felt like my feet was right on somebody's head. And I just felt like it was just a bad setup. But... You know, at least the toilets were brand new. They weren't like porta potties or anything like that. Like you had to unwrap them and everything. So I was happy about that. And then they had like little toiletry sets you could take stuff. And so I was taking stuff and I was like, I'm I'm getting all of this stuff. And then I used the bathroom and then I went and it was like cookies and drinks and stuff like that. So I went and got some cookies. I went and got some drinks and it was like other kind of stuff, like little souvenirs and stuff like that. And everybody was cool. You know, everybody was pretty cool for real. Then on my way out of the gift store, I found out that this stuff's not really even free. That you had to pay for it. And I could have sworn at first everybody said it was free. So then all of a sudden I had to pay for it. And I was like, okay, I got the money then. For a second I felt like I had the money. Then I felt like I didn't. And I was like, somebody is playing over me, but it's okay. So that's when I was about to be like, you know, never mind. I'm just going to, first I was going to walk out. Like, it was free. I knew it was free. But then I noticed the cashier right there, and I was like, that's still in. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it back. Then LeBron James was at the cashier, and he was like, give me the stuff. And I'm like, oh, you going to pay for it? And so... I don't know how I, I didn't know how I feel about that right at that point. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I feel like sometimes he acts funny, and I just always hear he's cheap. So it's not about hearing what I heard or anything, but it's just like I don't know. So then I put the keychain and stuff up there, 
and it was like a cute little monkey keychain like from when I was younger my aunt used to always have it attached to her keys and when you squeeze it either the nose come out with snot or the butt come out with poo and I always thought those were so cute but all I know is I put my stuff up there and he was like oh no you're not about to get all of this and he only gave me like seven dollars to pay for the stuff but everything in the store was overpriced I swore the drink said 59.50 I was like okay that's too much so I'm just gonna put it back then and then it was like, no, just get a drink in, a, in one in one of those pack of cookies. Don't get everything. And then that's when I was like, I'm going to just put it back. It's going cool. to get nothing. And then that's when I saw this actor, you know, actually one of my favorite actors growing up from. What's the show called? Um, I just really liked her as an actor. I won't call her my favorite, but I really liked her as an actor. The show is called um, And Live in Color. In Living Color, I believe it was In Living Color with Queen Latifah. But if I got that name mixed up, like it was, it's it's that show with Queen Latifah. But all I know was she walked up and she had her a drink too, but it said peach juice, but it's the color of plum juice. And she had said something to me and it just made me feel so much better. I don't know what it was that she said. But her presence just felt so much better. I'm like, wait, I know you. She's like, oh, you don't remember me? I'm your old teacher. And I was like, oh, I do remember you. You're my old teacher. But she is the actor. But I did have, I feel like I've had teachers that look like her before. So, you know, I was kind of like, I swear my mind felt like it, it registered that she was that actor. I know who you are, but then it's like, when I felt like, oh, you're my teacher, it's just like I got told who she was. So that's also a battle I'm fighting, like, in these different visions that can really make me believe almost anything for a minute. And that's why these visions a lot of times seem unbelievable to me. Like, it's not real. This is not really happening. So she said something about it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. But because she walked up to pay for to get to get her drink or whatever you know all my stuff just got paid for too and I was like oh my gosh that's so nice it's because of you my stuff got paid for thank you and something that happened behind me where it's like LeBron rushed to behind me to do or say something to somebody hold somebody back or something but I couldn't catch who it was because I didn't look back and I was just kind of standing there like you know I don't know how to feel about that but it always felt like somebody's behind me and like I can never look back but it's always like a dark energy though so I woke up from the vision and first thing I thought was you know oh I got LeBron oh I got LeBron oh you know but I was like, deep down, I was like, nah, I can't go for that. I can't really believe that. That's not really what that seemed like or looked like, you know, after everything I'm going through and after everything that I've been through, this is not what it seems like. I can't just go for that. I can't just believe that. And I, you know, when I first woke up, I felt I heard my sister like, no, 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 it's not what you think. No, don't even go for it. Nope. And I was like, I kept feeding into it and feeding into it, though. 
But I was trying to fight it, though. I really was trying to fight it. But it was like, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what happened in the vision. So, you know, and then it was like a whole little ordeal about, like, you know, the visions that I had where it's like he's possessing. Not, it wasn't even a vision. This is real life. When I, I heard him talking, like, you see what I mean? And then he just possesses somebody's body. And it's like, you know, I perform a sexual thing on this person. And I swore it was him. Like, I think he even said it was him. But, you know, ever since it's been like all this conversation about his name. And I don't know how his name could ever in a million years be associated with mine. Besides the fact that, as I said before... I moved to Houston from Cleveland, Ohio, and his name is really known in Cleveland, Ohio, for sports, for Cavs, you know? And the only that used to be the only reason I feel like his name should ever be associated with mine, but I do remember that encounter, and I did feel like I was watched for years. So, I don't know. You know, I remember a few encounters. Even at one point, I was coming from the Quick and Loans Arena, and I felt I heard someone say, Oh, it's an NBA. It's an NBA player. Go back to the Quick and Loans Arena and just wait by the garage. And I was, I'm not doing that because I have a friend with me and I got my car. And you know, I just didn't feel like that was safe. I didn't feel like that was smart to do that. You know, that's how people wind up kidnapped, dead somewhere. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm just better than that. So I didn't. And I was just kept getting instructions. Oh well, you know, um, leave your leave your car keys with your friend. This is an opportunity with an NBA player. I just told you who I was and all kind of stuff like that. And I don't even think at the time it was LeBron because it sounded like it was actually a couple guys. Actually, to be quite honest, and I think it was this other ball player. I can't remember his name actually who said it. But I was like, no, I'm good. I'm not doing that. I don't think that that's smart. And then I heard, you know, like, well, what would be the right way to approach you then? Because I was like, I don't even like the way you're approaching me or something like that, you know. But it was like, what would be the right way to approach you? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. But it's so amazing because I was, I was walking away from the Quick and Loans Arena. I felt like it was saying, like I heard them saying, like, you know, she getting further and further away from the from the quick from the arena. You gotta like get her now. You're gonna lose her. And it was like, how far does this thing stretch? And it was like they were saying down to a certain street downtown Cleveland that this thing stretched to. And I'm like, what is these like street traffic cameras? And I think they said that there was traffic cameras that they was watching me on, but it didn't look like it when I saw it from the view. It's amazing how they showed me the view that they was watching me from. And it wasn't traffic cameras. It was no traffic cameras there. It was like high in the sky, past the street lights. And I was like, that's weird how I can even see myself in the crowd. But I still don't see how you could lose me in the crowd, though. But... It was a few instructions, like, go in this alley. You don't even have to go back all the way back to the arena. Just go to this alley and wait. You know, I could pick you up in a black car or something like that. And I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not leaving my friend. I'm going to take my friend home. I don't even trust my friend with my car. It's not even that I don't trust him with my car. I just, I'm just going to go back. And so I went home 
and I just, I didn't talk about it. I didn't, you know, really think about that too much after that because a lot of these experiences that I have experienced, nobody would believe. And I oftentimes feel like, you know, crazy, but I know what happened to me. You know, I know I'm not crazy. I'm not mental. Nothing wrong with me. This stuff is really happening. I know for a fact now, like, it's being exposed on a whole nother level back then. I doubted it more, and that's probably why I forgot about it. But they have the ability to wipe your memory if they don't want you to know about something. If they don't want you to remember an encounter, they have the ability to wipe your memory because they must have reminded me about that because I have forgot about that for years. But all I know is... I woke up from this vision, and it was um, it was an attempt to try and get me to somehow acknowledge that when he showed up, kind of like in the sky and possessed the guy body I was with, it was an attempt to acknowledge, like, you know, that I consented to that, that I was okay with that, that I ever said I was okay to do. And that was never the case. You know, I don't know why it's so important to clear his name on that fact. I mean, obviously I do know, but it's like after everything, it feels like it wouldn't really matter what I said. They got so much control over people. They can do whatever they want and get away with whatever they want. It felt like at one point, but I guess it's because God is holding him accountable is different now but you know lately a lot of people have been saying he's a lot like my brother and so I was wondering in what way and I think that may be the way that he's a lot like him he never wants to let go of his pride or ego and admit or submit to God's will and admit that he's wrong but it's amazing to me because I saw him show up in the spirit realm and he just gave me a thumbs up and he looked like a really good person. He seemed like a really good person. It's like I could see into his like character and he was a really good person. So I was like, you know, that was surprising. But when it, when it happened, I didn't notice it until after I was finished praying. And after I was finished praying, it was like, oh, wow, that was a Brian James. But, you know, he's the one who seems starstruck by me instead of the other way around. And I just thought that was interesting. But I think that when I think back on the details, I didn't think that that was too crazy because it's spiritual. And spiritually, nobody's a celebrity. Nobody's special. You know, Jesus sees us all as his children, no matter where you're at, whether you're at the top of the world or the bottom. You are his children of God. So it wasn't surprising to me to not be starstruck when I was, you know, when it was when I was in my spiritual self, when I was being my spiritual self. But my flesh probably is like, oh, my gosh, he's like a celebrity. He's like a, a sports player. He's like an NBA player and all this other stuff. But honestly, I think that once they love what they sells out, I was just kind of like glad to see that somebody who was that known and that big of a celebrity could still be a good person 
could still be such a good person because to me, I felt like he was already, he already had a relationship with God. He must have had a relationship with God. That's how I felt because he showed up when I was praying. And even though it was dark all around, like I said, I could see his character. He was a good person. He kind of was glowing a little bit, kind of like a godly glow in a way. But now that I know everything I know now and I've seen everything I see now, these things can be debated. They can be debated. But as I said, he brought me in God's presence and God said for a certain reason that he's not willing to admit I'm going to be placed actually above him. But it's not for that reason I'm going to be placed above him, but it's for that reason that he's probably not on that level too. But... All I know is it was this attempt to get me to acknowledge that that was something I was okay with. And I just feel like, you know, I'm still fighting this every single day. All day I'm fighting this. Like, God told me what I'm going to have to do. And it's feeling like I'm slipping away from you know, everything he showed me and woke me up to see, you know, LeBron James was actually there today. That change was broken off my heart when I realized that Jesus was black. Jesus is black. He was there too, along with other people. But the issue with that was, you know, as I said, like these these different things to me, is proof he's a good person. But God can penetrate any heart. And I did just had a vision not too long ago about him saying, I'm bigger than the world. I'm bigger than the world. But, you know, when you know people, you know how people are. Sometimes it's like people are... Sometimes they feel like they have to put on a show for certain people. Like, the the real you, you know, the you that God knows is a really good person with a really good heart, a really big heart, who wants to be a dad figure for others because you didn't have one. And I think that's a really great thing. But maybe you don't feel like you can be that way in front of everybody because people take advantage of that or people won't respect you as much. For whatever reason, I understand we're all human. And sometimes I feel like, it's unfair to hold these people who have a lot of attention and who sit in a high place as far as status and popularity. It's unfair to hold them to certain standards that we as the general public sometimes do. And I'm seeing it from a whole nother level now. But, you know, that all that aside, these things are past, you know, holding him to a certain standard, but just holding him to a standard as a human being, you know, general decency. And I'm not saying he shouldn't be forgiven for things he's done. I forgive him. I'm trying to forget it, but it keeps being brought up because it plays such a big part in a fight that I'm fighting right now because every single day it's a a new ploy or attempt to get me to either take some money 
to forget about this and sell my soul and pretend as if this never happened. Some might say, you should just take the money then, you know. But I'd rather die only because I know that taking that money is just not taking the money and forgetting about it. I had to take that money and disappoint God. You know, this is not just about a celebrity taking interest in me. This is about an attempt to, you know, pull my, pull off, you know, steal my faith. This is an attempt to get me to worship Satan. That's what it is. That You bow down to Satan when you take money for things like that. It is what it is. You might, somebody else might call it, you know, something else, but that's what it comes down to. And I fought Satan for my sister, so I know that's what the, what is going on here. This is demonic. Anybody has the power to possess somebody's body. They don't have to be nowhere near you, not even in the country. That's satanic, you know. I don't think that God would give anybody the ability to do that, but I can't say what God would do. So I feel like I know what I'm fighting, but, you know, how is it possible that he can, you know, be in God's presence, kneeling to God and... You know, bringing me into God's presence and seemingly a really good person and then chains break off his heart when, when he truly accepts Jesus Christ into his heart as I did. These different things happening and, you know, it just, I don't know. But maybe this is a process of what I'm fighting, as I said. And it feels messed up to be on here talking about it. But I don't think that it is because this podcast has been here for me. (laughs) And it's so crazy. It's been here for me. Even though God said before I started the podcast, don't start the podcast because you're responsible for every idle word spoken. But, you know, also he showed me in a vision of me on a podium. And maybe this is my podium. How else am I supposed to be heard? You know, I understand it's a lot of people watching me and paying attention to what I'm doing, but I don't know if that's the podium or if this is the podium. Who knows? Regardless, I feel like, you know, it is my duty to warn people about these type of experiences so that anybody who ever finds themselves in my situation doesn't feel crazy. Like, somebody else has gone through this, too. You are not alone. And there is a way. There is a happy ending for you. There is light at the end of that tunnel. Because I've been through so much in this process, like literally so much, like to, you know, being raped and being prostituted spiritually to being tortured every single day and people trying to literally steal my whole mind away from me so that I don't even know who I am, trying to convince me that I'm something that I'm not and then trying to take over my body, demons falling off of me that were feeding on me, that they put on me and just torture for an entire year from from like millions of people. I've gone through so much in this process. Like I don't, I would never wish this on my worst enemy and I don't want to change, you know, I really don't want to change that part. And so I hope that God can change these individuals instead of them changing me. But if I made it this far through all of this, then maybe I won't change. Maybe I will be well, I will only change in the right way. I'll be transformed by Jesus. I'm being transformed by Jesus. And God showed me a future of who I will be. And I'm on my way there. And so I know now more than ever that these experiences are specifically designed to get me there. 
this is how God planned to, you know, bring all this to pass and to turn me into who I will be. I can see it happening. I know that it's going to happen. God said it will, and I can't start doubting it now. He did also say that I would retire early, though, so I don't know what that means. But he said I would be everything I ever wanted to be. I'd be a lawyer. I'd be a doctor. I'd be an actor. I'd be a singer. I'd be a rapper. I'd be a, you know, excuse me, a designer. I'd be all these different things I've always wanted to be. I've always wanted to be so many different things, and I didn't think it was enough time in, in a lifetime to be able to accomplish all these different things. And God said, I'm going to be able to do all these things. He's going to fulfill my heart's desire. She's going to give me everything. And I asked for wisdom and discernment to lead his people. And he said, he's going to give me everything else. So I don't know if that's going to be in real life, manifest in real life, where I'm going to have that physically in my hand. Because he also said, yes, this is going to happen in real life. But he also said that the rapture is soon. So I don't know how it can be both. But you, I just don't know. But also, it feels like I'm getting a word like this vision I just had that I just woke up from were my fans. And then I heard, like, LeBron say to me one day, okay, you got a little money. And this was, like, months ago. And it was like, you're fighting, you're competing for money. I saw a vision of my future, and I was like, I had to be, like, a billionaire or something. So maybe that's what happens once I complete everything and become everything I was supposed to be. Or maybe I never get there because it feels like in this process, God has shown me to come away from that lifestyle. I don't really need to be famous and, you know, super established and on top of the world. I don't have to be all of those things because when he's showing me that these things, you know, hinder your relationship with him, can hinder your relationship with him and aren't really the way that isn't really the way he wants you to live. In order to be everything that you can and want can be in him, then you know i'm I'm willing to sacrifice these things I'm willing to not have these things for God as long as I can be everything that he wants me to be a hundred percent obedient and transformed in him. I'm okay with not having these things, you know, even though part of myself wants to still reach for these things and have these things, the thing about it is you know. Regardless of the part of myself that still wants these things, more of me wants to be everything that I can be in God. And I don't think that I can ever get there without him. So I wouldn't choose it over him. And, you know, even though in this vision of my future, I've seen that I didn't have to, it's still debatable. Because why would he lead me away? Why would he tell me all these things to, you know, never get caught up in and then I wind up in it, you know? But you never know how God works. He works in mysterious ways. But as I said, this a lot of time it's like all the time it's about <clears throat> it's about rapture, waking the people up, a different world we're gonna be living in. The people that I saw, the crowd, the millions of people that I saw that I was being a vessel to speak for, God speaking through me as a vessel. Due to these people, these means of people who are being woken up, who are being awakened by God. You know, it was different. We were all different. We were very different. So, 
you know, it don't it didn't seem too different in this future vision of myself. So I wonder if that's really a setup. And I wonder if that's a ploy to somehow hinder me from the destiny I could have. You know, Satan is like always feeling as if, and I don't want to give Satan too much credit, but Satan's always wanting to, you know, get you to sacrifice something. If he can't get you to sacrifice, if he can't keep you from getting to your destiny 100%, he wants to keep you from getting to your destiny at least a percentage of it. So I feel that I may be sacrificing that version of myself for this version of myself. And even though God still will be dwelling above me at all times and I will be everything I'm supposed to be in God, well, not everything. I'll be 100% obedient to him and in direct contact. I still won't be the version of myself I saw at first. And the difference between these visions is I believe that the first vision God showed me and the second vision someone else told me about. So I just don't know if I agree with it. A lot of things don't add up or make sense. And I just, I feel like it's a ploy to get me to somehow, you know, sacrifice my real destiny. But I have to trust God that he's never going to let that happen. You know, if this is going to happen no matter what, it's going to happen no matter what. If God says that's the truth, that's the truth. Nobody can change it. I don't have to worry about that. But, you know, he says my family won't be there. I I didn't see my family in either vision. The second vision was actually more specific. They weren't. They're not there. They're not going to be there. And yet here I am still around my family. And maybe they're hindering my growth. But I don't want to leave my family. I don't want to let go of them because... I'm just seeing too much in this process. God exposing where they're at, that they can be saved. And if I can do all that it takes to become everything that I need to become in God, then why can't I do that too? Is that not part of it? And I feel that it is. So I don't know. I can't tell God what to do. And it's, it doesn't matter if I did. But regardless of anything, every single day, it always feels like a ploy to get me to somehow sell my soul, take the money, you know, submit something over, give up on my ultimate destiny, rush things, and not trust God. And I don't think that ever could happen, but why Why would this be, why would this be, you know, why would they be working so hard and so confident in it? Because the Satan that I saw was just a little less confident, just a little less confident about, you know, just a little less confident about me getting my family out. Only a little less confident, not a lot less confident after all the hard work I had done. But when I saw the holes in my hands from Jesus, it was a hole in my hand. And it was mostly, it was mostly, it was mostly a hole. Like there was still like at least one third, less than one third, maybe about 30%, 30%, 30 35% of the hole was still filled and it was blinking in and out. And I felt that that was God indicating that this is the work that needs to be done in you in order for you to be complete, be made complete in me, to be made perfect. And I don't know where I stand right now, but I believe that I've backslidden. 
but this prophecy still has to be fulfilled. These millions still have to be, you know, released from control of this demon wish. This demon wish still has to come down. But I do remember them saying the prophecy had been fulfilled over a year ago. But I don't believe it because why am I still under control then? Why are these individuals still under control then? You know, I can't go anywhere without them controlling everybody to attack me, you know. And I feel that I know if it was actually complete. And these things are still happening. And also, I'm not, you know, made perfect. I'm not 100% where I should be. Not that that is an indication that this prophecy has not been fulfilled yet. But I think that that's also a deter, a deterrence. Like, they want me to believe that the prophecy was fulfilled then because they were afraid that... I will fulfill it. And they was trying to deter me. Like, oh no, like we didn't even expect her to get to this point. So now we're afraid that she actually will be able to do it. And also in the process of this deliverance, what I heard Jesus, what I heard God say was Satan said, no, don't come save her now. She didn't even do it perfectly. And then I heard Jesus say, but she will. She will do it. I know she will. And so he saved me before he had to. He showed mercy. But I still have to do it. And Jesus counting on me. He know that I will do it, though. He knows that I will do it. He said this before, years before this even happened. He said, I know you will. I know you'll do it. And so I'm going to do it. But I just have to get up and do it. But I'm just facing so many different things every single day where I'm fighting so many different factors. But I shouldn't even worry about that because none of that compares to God's power in me. And if he says something's going to happen, it's going to happen. If he says I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something. You know, I was 12 years old when he showed me this, a future vision of all of this that's happening right now. And now it's happening like, God is real. There is a God, and he is in control. And what he says is truth. If he says something will come to pass, it will come to pass. No one can change or stop that, no matter what they do. Satan's been attacking me my whole life, trying to prevent me from getting to this place. And even still now, he's trying to get me to kill myself. So, I'm being attacked on so many different levels. Last night, I heard them say, they're going to kill her. They're going to kill her. They're going to kill her. But... This morning I wake up, I don't believe that they believe fully in this prophecy or they just want me to start showing fear or lose confidence in God because they may believe that they have a better chance that way. But I do also remember someone saying, if we do it now, we're going to rush to rapture. And God showed me a vision of myself in the spirit. And he showed me the demons and how frantic they were becoming locked up in this cage because I'm a demon hunter. And he said, that's because they know that the time is coming very soon. And he was talking about rap. He was talking about the rapture. Remember years ago, he said, God said that the rapture is going to happen in my lifetime. And he's like, this is a generation that is going to happen for. And then recently, he also said that he was maybe trying to get NBA Youngboy, that NBA Youngboy had a chance to be raptured. 
and all these different things. The rapture keeps coming up. This conversation about rapture. I believe that by the time this prophecy has ended, we're all going to be raptured. I've been seeing so many videos about rapture, but that some of them do date back like seven years ago. But God said this is going to happen in my lifetime. So I don't know. I don't know. How can it, how can both be true? You know, is it possible that I will be responsible for the rapture? I don't know. Is it possible that, you know, people are going to I don't know. Is it possible that I'll still live a full life here and still be raptured? Like, it just doesn't add up or make sense. But, you know, God works in mysterious ways, and it's far beyond what I can think or imagine. So I don't need to worry about the how, like God said. But Man, this is tough. And he said it would be. He said it would be very, very hard, but then it's going to be good forever. And that sounds like rapture, because how could anything ever be good forever here on earth? So I think we're going to be raptured. I want to be raptured. I don't want to be here. Like, I want to go, so I have to do work. I have to take it seriously, and I can't lose sight of anything. And I, I can't take any money, because that is bowing down to Satan. And I saw my family bow down to Satan. Like my almost my whole family, except my brother and me. But I have to keep fighting. Because I'm fighting some dark, very demonic forces that wouldn't mind getting me out of here. That wouldn't mind getting rid of me. And wouldn't mind, you know, taking over the world and torturing everybody until they go to hell and dragging everybody down with them so I have to keep fighting but I think a big part of this is wanting my family to be there and fighting for my family so much but I think that maybe that might be a trick because maybe Satan wants me to become selfish and believe that I don't have to fight for my family and then by then, God will feel like, well, why should I fight for you? If you can't fight for them, if you can't forgive them, if you can't be, you know, sacrificial as I am. If you can't be Christ-like, why should I fight for you? If I give up on them, then possibly he'll give up on me. God will never give up on me. But maybe he'll give up on giving me everything that he has planned for me. He said to me, it's worth it. And that it will pay off. It's worth it. Then I heard, I feel people from hell saying, at least you're getting out. At least you have a chance to get out. If I had a chance to get out, I'd do whatever. i cut off my leg. So, you know, I'm complaining. I'm being ungrateful. And I don't understand fully quite yet. You know, I try to understand, but I can't possibly understand fully what I would be suffering through in hell for not doing this and I probably would wish I had done it so I need to do it and I'm doing my best so I'm gonna figure it out I haven't taken any money from anybody even though they say that 
because of what I'm doing, because I'm not up doing what I'm supposed to be doing, they're they're spending my money. They're all spending my money. But, you know, I don't care about the money. I don't really care about that money. I don't care about nothing outside of, you know, not going to hell and my not seeing my family go to hell. They care about this stuff so much. It's a distraction to me. Excuse me, but I don't know why anybody would want to get in my way. And they so wicked. Like, they want me, they want to get me so distracted from what I'm doing that I forget about it. And as soon as I forget about it, they will want to give me an opportunity to do it. By then, they'd be like, okay, now we'll move out your way because you don't even want to do it anymore. You're not even thinking about it. We don't want, to, we don't want you to have it. So we're going to do it when you're not focused on it once we distracted you and pulled you all the way away from it that's when we'll move out of your way and then we can say that you just you know you messed up you got distracted you ruined your chance for opportunity not us so it is what it is but all that being said you know I trust God. I see all, all that he's doing and how he's moving in, in so many different people's lives. Regardless of how they truly feel about me. I see how he's moving in their lives. I can't wait for things to pan out, though. You know, I'm tired of being tortured. I'm tired of these tortures every day. You know, I'm seeing different things and visions where it's, it's fit, making me feel like people are good people. They really don't want me to continue to suffer like this. They're doing everything they can to help or change what they've done. They just can't take it back. But it's like, you know, I just don't believe it because I feel that I've seen a whole different side of other individuals. Like, I want to believe it, but it's like, you know... I feel that you can do more. But I don't want to put any pressure on anybody. It's up to me to get this done. So if that's what it comes down to, then it's not their fault anyways. And I would never want to, like, keep beating somebody down about something they did wrong. We all make mistakes. That's never my intention. But also... My feelings do matter, but I do need to be careful because Satan will use you to hurt other people, you know. Your feelings matter to God, and once it's said and done, that's what it is. You don't keep picking at it. You don't keep picking at someone. You don't keep, you know, attacking someone about something, but it's all about intent. That's not my intent, and I'm working on it. I'm doing everything I can to work on this, and get to a place where I'm not constantly bringing these things up I want to forgive and forget I want to be made the kind of individual who can forgive and forget like Christ I want to be like Christ I'm fighting these different things it's really not even me so that's something I'm trying to take into account too